Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. Andrea and I are back together again. Hey, honey. Hello. It has been too long. Now, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, Andrea, I want to hear how it's been going with Morphous because I love the videos. I love the content for people who are not familiar yet. Uh, you've heard it on the podcast, by the way. Uh, anytime Andrea is doing solo shows, that is taken right from Morphous. So tell us about it. Thank you so much for asking, Lisa. I mean, Morphous is very exciting. It is a passion project, and it's something that I've wanted to do now for over a year. It's supporting women in perimenopause and menopause. And I'm 50, I'm in menopause, and I wanted to create a community where we can all share our experiences and talk about it, really talk about it proudly and get rid of that stigma that surrounds it. And I just wanted to be able to go into this next phase of my life with other women who need support, who other women who have questions who, and who, help, who can also help support other women. So we launched it on YouTube first. It's uh, on the Naturally Savvy channel right now, but we're going to be changing it over to Morphous. And we have over 16 videos and really exciting. And we're talking about different topics like brain health. We had a panel of women talking about what it's like being in menopause. We're going to talk about body image. We talked about so many different things. So thank Thanks for asking, Lisa. It's very exciting. Speaking of passion projects, if you follow me on Twitter at Lisa Davis MPH, you see that I have for years, not just recently, posted about social justice and issues affecting uh, brown and black communities. This is something I was raised with. My grandparents, thank God, felt this way strongly. They taught my parents. My parents taught me. I teach my daughter. So uh, this wonderful woman I recently met named Sunny, she and I are going to be doing a podcast on allyship and how to be a true ally. And I think right oh, now more than ever, yeah, we need to speak out. On this show, it is a health show. And guess what? Health is for everybody. And I think a lot of us are carrying around these biases that we just learn from when we're kids, even if you had good parents that taught you that racism is evil, right, Andrea? That you you you, you can't live in this society and not absorb. So what I'd like to do is just say, you know, we want a balanced equal playing field and it's just not happening, especially in healthcare. It is a disaster. Right now, black and brown communities are really highly, highly affected by COVID-19. Uh, indigenous people, Native Americans, they are really highly affected by COVID-19. Can you talk a little bit about I know that you posted something about your mom and giving you a, a birthday gift when you were very little. I thought oh, that was yeah. really inspiring. Can you talk about that? Sure. So when I was a little girl, um, I wanted this doll velvet. Now, if you're in the, if you're in your, I'm in my early fifties, you guys all remember if you're around my age and Andrew, tell me if you do those dolls where if you, the Chrissy dolls, you push their stomach on the belly button and the hair, you could pull it out of their head long yeah, or you can wind them up that. in the back. Okay. So there was velvet and oh my God, she was beautiful. She had long blonde hair and blue eyes and she was just perfect to me. And I, I was this young. I was like three and a half. Now, my parents never said to me, this blonde is beautiful. Blue eyes are beautiful. I, I watched a lot of TV, apparently. <laughs> and uh, other than Sesame Street, which was great, Electric Company, which was very diverse, the cartoons were not, the commercials were not, the commercials were all blonde girls with blonde dolls, pretty, pretty, pretty. And my parents for Hanukkah bought me this black, they got me black velvet. And I got really upset. I'm like, I wanted the blonde one. And my mother's favorite book uh, was Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. And that book is, is really important if you haven't read it. I love Toni Morrison's work. And so my mom got her book and we talked about it. I mean, it's hard, I'm three and a half, but that kind of started the conversation of like, you know, blonde isn't prettier. 
and blue eyes aren't better. And this book is looking at a black girl's point of view and living in this culture that just makes you feel less than on so many levels. And for me, that was so important. You know, I just always remember that. And by the way, I still have the doll. That's the only doll. She became my favorite. And it's the only doll I have from childhood. And my daughter, I gave her, I gave her to my daughter so she could have her when she was little. So in addition to my parents talking to me early about racism, um, unfortunately, by the age of four, I already knew about anti-Semitism. Um, my brother had been beat up and called Jew boy. They filled our mailbox with bees. Uh, it was just a horrible experience. I was afraid wow. to walk to school. It was horrible. So I, I knew how horrible it was. And I experienced that, but I have white privilege. So I would never be like, well, I know what it's like, just like someone of color. Cause that's bullshit. That's BS. Okay. But I have experienced that feeling and it's a horrible feeling. I mean, as a little girl, I literally was like, why do the neighbors, most of them hate us? Like, what did I do? It's a, it's an awful feeling. And so it needs to be talked about. Yes, absolutely. And I grew up in a household where all four of my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. So every Friday night, we talked about racism openly. We talked about it candidly. So we were brought up in a household where racism was not was not permitted. And my mother, I remember this really well, no matter, you know, what was said, and if it was something that rubbed her the wrong way, she would call it out, call the person out and say that is not tolerated here. We don't tolerate any forms of racism. And to this day, my mom is in her early 70s, she's 73. And to this day, I would say she is adamant about stopping racism in its tracks. And I I do have to say what's interesting is this has brought up the conversation for everybody and having the white privilege and and having our kids understand the white privilege as well, right? So like you said, you know, being Jewish, yes, racism is pervasive, but we still have that white privilege. And I think it's important that our kids understand that and kids in general, and they are talking about it, which I I think is is a good thing. Yeah. I've known this for a long time and I've heard it from my black friends and I've also read about it. For example, on AAMC.org, January 6, 2020, Janice A. Sabine, PhD, MSW, how we fail black patients in pain. Listen to this. This is insane. Half of white medical trainees believe myths such as black people have thicker skin or less sensitive nerve endings than white people. An expert looks at how false notions and hidden hidden biases fuel inadequate treatment of minorities' pain. Oh, my God. Less. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I've been told, like, you know, you'll go in and your arm is broken and they're, they just don't take it as seriously. But if you're white, they're like, oh, your poor arm. You know, I'm so glad we've been talking about this today, Andrea, because I really hope that we can inspire you out there to look at these issues, to talk to your children. I think, you know, it's hard, but something that I think about that actually just, it it just completely breaks my heart is my parents had to sit and tell me why people didn't like me, right? They, They had to say, well, because you're Jewish and they don't like you. And I think about not only do black parents have to say that to their children, but then they have to be like, okay, uh, here's what you need to do to avoid this and avoid that. Oh, and you can't wear a hoodie and you can't do this and you can't do that. And you can't walk here and you can't walk there and make sure your phone is clear. It doesn't look like a gun. Could you imagine the heartache every time your child leaves your house? It would kill me. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely horrible. And I, I'm happy that we're talking about this today because not talking about it is not addressing, like you said, that elephant in the room. It's really important that we have these discussions, have them in your homes, have them with your kids, talk about it. The murder of George Floyd was by law enforcement. We can't just keep letting this go on. 
roll up your damn sleeves and start talking. Recently was on a Zoom call with some women that I met last year at family camp. And we were first, you know, just sharing, talking about, you know, how it's been. It's hard because we all have kids with special needs and it's very stressful. And, you know, how do you teach math and how, you know, how do you do all these things? And I just brought up the disparities for black and brown communities. And it really warmed my heart because they're like, yeah, I saw that. And it wasn't like no one was like quickly trying to change the subject. That doesn't always happen. This is a really great group of women, <laughs> you know? And if you're in a situation where you bring something up and people are like, they dismiss it or they change it, I want you to hold on. I want you to be like, wait, wait a second. Can we just, before you go on to the next thing, I, I think this is something that we should look at. I think it's important. Well, Andrea, this has been great. I'm, I tell you, you know, connecting with Sunny, working with you has, it's, it's given me hope because I have to be honest. I mean, with everything that's going on, I get really sad. And I just was in this state of, I just don't think like, what is like, this world is just horrendous and there's nothing good and it's all bad and blah, blah, blah. And connecting with Sunny. And like I said, working with you and, and, kind of just saying, look, what can I do to make a difference? Because if I just, you know, go into a shell of despair, that's not going to help me or anybody else. So let's, let's take what we have, right. And try to make things better. Absolutely. Well said, Lisa. Well, I'm so thrilled that you were all here today to listen. Please share this interview. You can also find us on social media at Lisa Davis MPH at Andrea Donsky. Thank you so much for listening and please never stop sharing, listening, and caring. Have a great day.